This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. All right, welcome in. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. The Kansas City Chiefs just lost the Super Bowl in pretty gut-wrenching fashion to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. I am Patrick Allen. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Matt Verderam. Matt, uh, I know you know you and I are fans. We take these losses just as hard as as everybody listening here. How uh, how are you holding up? That was a tough one to watch. If you're a Chiefs fan, you know what? I- I'm gonna hopefully not annoy a lot of people. I'm fine. I I thought they would win. I can't. I predicted that the Chiefs would win thirty to twenty. I thought the Chiefs would do different things, move the pocket. You know, I, I thought Mahomes would be under some duress in the game. I didn't think it would be anywhere near the level it was. Give the Buccaneers a lot of credit. Like, sometimes you just have to look at a game and say, look, they kicked their ass. That's it. Like, sometimes it's really that simple. Tampa Bay destroyed Kansas City's offensive line. You can talk about backups and all that. But we all thought around the Chiefs, okay, they, you know, they'll, they'll be all right. You know, they, we've seen Wiley on the right side. We've seen Wisniewski in big games. We've, we've seen these things. It wasn't all right. And I got news for you. Even with Eric Fisher, it wouldn't have been all right. They weren't, they weren't going to block them in that game. The Chiefs looked like they were in a fog throughout. It's not an excuse. It's not a reasoning. It's just it's reality. They looked awful. They took, they took a million penalties early in the game. And, look, I'll say this right now, and then I'll, I'll see the floor to you. Anybody who wants to hear, at least from me, that the Chiefs got screwed out of this game because of penalties, you can just turn it off right now. They did not lose this game because the officials. They sucked. They got beat from soup to nuts, from anthem to celebration. Yes, some of the officiating was questionable. No, it was not why the Chiefs lost that game. They got thoroughly plowed from start to finish. Yeah, uh, I felt the same way. I, uh, you know, I, I was taking a lot of heat on Twitter for for saying, "Hey, like, look, the Chiefs are losing because they're not playing well. It's not. It's not because of the officials." And and I tweeted out that the like 
the officials are making when the officials made terrible calls. I tweeted that it was a terrible call. Um, but you know, you got to have perspective, I think, in these types of situations. And if you're watching the game and you're really seeing what's going on here, those were bad calls, and they 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 definitely hurt the Chiefs, cost the Chiefs some points. But the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. <laughs> you know, I mean, they didn't score a yeah. touchdown in this game. Like they the the officials didn't make them kick field goals when they you know three field goals when they got a chance to score. The the officials didn't you know I they didn't really get. That, very many holding penalties. They had a couple, but they were just getting beat. You know, I mean, it was it was all kinds of other random stuff. All right, I wanted to start this off with, what is your advice to I? You know, I'm a Chiefs fan. You're a Chiefs fan. This it hurts. It like this is a new feeling for us. We've never lost a Super Bowl before. Most of us, right? Like, in, unless you were around for Super Bowl four or a Super Bowl one. Like, you don't know what it's like to see the Chiefs lose a Super Bowl. And many of us until last year didn't know what it was like to see the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. And I'm really glad for Chiefs Kingdom that we got to see them win a Super Bowl before we had to watch them lose a Super Bowl. And I think I think it's important for us to all realize that because we have Patrick Mahomes, at some point, we were probably going to lose a Super Bowl. Like... It's it's been done. I mean, you've got guys like Joe Montana. You know, never lost a Super Bowl. Brady's lost a lot of Super Bowls. It when you have a great player and you have a chance to play for championships, you're gonna win some and you're gonna lose some. Unless you're Michael Jordan or Joe Montana, right? Like, but what is your advice, Verderam, to Chiefs fans right now who they're just they're really upset, they're angry, they're distraught, they're they're hurting, um, and and they're they're listening to this podcast and and looking like looking for some sort of silver lining. Like, what just what's your advice to those fans? Well, a couple of things. A couple of things. One of which is a weird thing to say when you got just destroyed in the Super Bowl. But be grateful. This team just won back to back AC titles and won the first Super Bowl it was in. It wasn't like a, a Buffalo Bills situation where now you're like, oh my god, are they ever going to win a Super Bowl? No, they just won one. They got. They got beaten. They got smashed by Tampa. You know, I think for me personally, it's easier to lose like that. Just go, hey, tip of the cap, man. Tampa Bay just killed them. Right. It's easier to lose that way than it is to lose, you know, like they lost an AC title game a few years ago where, you know, a four-inch penalty and a a questionable, not even just a flat-out bad roughing the passer penalty is how you lose the game. That, to me, is a lot worse. There's so many shoulda, coulda, woulda. The Chiefs just didn't play well in this game. So that's one. I'd say, look, be grateful. This team has given you and us so much of a, of a great ride. Don't let one bad night spoil that. This team did quite a bit this year. Number two, allow yourself to feel it. It, it sucks. It sucks. You're going to wake up tomorrow morning, and you're not going to have a jump in your step. That's just the reality of it. You're going to feel like, God, did I dream that? No, you didn't. They got beat that bad. It's the first time Mahomes has ever lost more than eight points in the game, ever. Um, but then lastly, to bring it all full circle, I'd say, look, but you still should believe. Like, don't allow one loss. I don't care how ugly it was, how big of a game it was. Don't allow that to define everything you think about them moving forward. They lost two games this year with their starters. Sucks. Sucks they lost in the Super Bowl. Guess who the favorite is already next year to win the Super Bowl? Them. Like, don't look. This offseason should be about fixing the offensive line, getting a secondary weapon for Hill and, and, and Kelsey. That's what it should be about. But don't don't go crazy saying, "Oh my God, what are we going to do?" Don't go there. There's no reason to go there. You mentioned that Brady's lost three Super Bowls. 
Like it happens. It it's disappointing. I'm not saying to just shrug it off and say forget it, but but be mindful of where the team was, where it is, and where it's projected to still go. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. You know, I want to throw one thing in there that when I was a little bit younger, like right when I first started writing for Arrowhead Addict back in 2009, I used to watch the Chiefs games and and I'd go to the bar, this bar in New York City with with some very dear friends and I made some very dear friends there and we'd it was we turned it into a Chiefs bar. It was a great time. And I remember like leaving, like, you know, taking the subway home and they the Chiefs most of those years stunk, right? And I'm watching like Damon Hewitt playing quarterback and we're losing Raiders games to Jamarcus Russell. And I I remember just feeling really terrible. And at some point along the way, and and look, we work for fan sided. We get it that we love the fact that, that we, that people love the the things that they're fans of so much that it, it, it causes them emotions, both good and bad uh, and brings people together. But I remember at some point, it kind of hit me that I was like, I was feeling bad. Like when the Chiefs lost, I was feeling bad about myself, which is like preposterous, right? Like I didn't lose anything. Like I'm just like, I just like, this is entertainment for me. I just like cheering for this team. I wear the jerseys and I wear the hats. And, but, but I realized that I was letting the Chiefs loss. I actually remember literally thinking like, they suck so bad. Like I need to, you know, silly stuff. Like I need to get back to the gym, get in shape. Like, that would be a, a big loser like these guys, you know, and it seems so funny to think about it now, but it happens. Like it can actually, I know for a lot of you out there, it might actually make you feel bad about yourselves. And I just want to say like, your, your worth is not tied to the success of the Kansas city chiefs. And, and again, like, you know, I'm not trying to play your therapist here, but I know that feeling, that feeling happened to me. And I think it's just, it, once I sort of got to that point where I was like, you know what, man, like I love the chiefs. I get so much enjoyment out of watching them when they're good, when they're bad. It's so much fun for me. I look forward to football season. But when I got to that point where I was like, hold on, just make sure you take that little bit of space and like, you know, separate it from the fact that like it's not you who lost. It made watching the Chiefs lose football games a lot easier for me and all my sports teams a lot easier for me to stomach. And so I just want to throw that out there for anybody who might might feel that way. I think if you can find that perspective sometime in the next week or two, I think it'll really help you moving forward when the Chiefs do lose some some big games because they're going to play in a lot of them and they're going to lose some of them. Yeah, they are. And I just, look, I'm, I'm disappointed. I mean, hell, I, I was very disappointed the way that game went. I thought they were awful. And frankly, I thought the worst part of the game was they just – for a team that's been so great and so full of energy and passion, I thought they were just dead on arrival. They looked like hell. I haven't commented. I, you know, I, I drove 14 hours to watch this game with my dad, um, and I'm happy I did. I don't have any regrets. But, yeah. um, God, even in the pregame, they just looked like hell. They had, there was no juice. There was no energy. And I'm not going to sit here and speculate on why. It's a waste of time. But that's what it looked like. They had nothing. And I really thought, you know, coming out, they, they get the field goal. They get down 7-3. to three. I thought there were two two calls in the game that were awful, one of one, one of which was Matthew's interception should have been an interception. There's no way in hell that's a hold on Shaperi's Ward. That's just a brutal call. That call's never made. But then the Chiefs, um, 
You know, and the other penalty, by the way, was the, the one on Matthew in the end zone where, where Mike Evans would have had to been Andre the Giant to get a hand on that ball. And it's, right. it's eight yards over his effing head and whatever. But my point is, you know, it's seven to three, and the Chiefs get an incredible goal line stand that will rightfully so be forgotten. And then they get out of their own end zone. They get a 14-yard quick hitter to Hill. And then on third down, Mahomes makes a perfect throw to Kelsey, hits him right in the face, he drops him. Like, I mean, this team is so talented that we're so used to them just easily overcoming all their mistakes. You know, three turnovers, four turnovers against Miami, a 30-yard sack, F it. Going to win anyway. You know, right. muff punt against Buffalo, down 9 nothing. Who cares? They're going to just outscore them 38-6. to They came up against a team tonight that was not going to let them off the mat. And the Chiefs just continue. Look, I, I am not. I've already had people tell me the Chiefs should fire Andy Reid. Okay, those people need to calm wow. down. Yeah. But like Andy Reid at the end of the first half, that was one of the most mind-numbing things I've ever seen. What are you doing? Right. Let him go. To, if the Buccaneers want to go to half at fourteen-six, for the love of God, let him do it. But he just—it's he, not who he is. He was going to call those timeouts. And I will say this on the flip side to the defense of Andy Reid: get an effing stop. Get off the field. They couldn't do it, and you know it is what it is. Look, it's a total team failure. The only guy I felt bad for in the game was Mahomes. He got killed. And you know what? For me, that that performance was more impressive than the one that they won the Super Bowl in for him. He was getting killed. Reports are he needs offseason surgery on his foot, and he's back there. They are hopelessly out of the game, and he's extending plays and extending plays. I mean – he threw two balls in that game and hit two guys right square on their face masks for touchdowns. Yeah. Both balls get dropped. I mean, you just are not going to win big games against great teams playing like that. The Buccaneers made no mistakes in that game. Kansas City made a million. The result is a thorough ass kicking. But do I think going forward they're okay? I think they got to fix the line. But other than that, yeah. I mean, but most of that team's going to be back. They've got all their pieces. Mahomes is 25 years old. Now, look, is there any guarantee? Hell no, of course not. But they're a team that – are they going to be a favorite? They already are the favorite. Yeah, they are. But it's it's disappointing. But I wouldn't let it ruin everything they've done the last two years. That's Then why do you even root for them? I got news. You said it perfect. Mahomes is going to probably play another 12, 15 years. They're going to lose other big games. They're going to lose more of them than that they win. That's what makes it so damn special. As great as Brady is, he's got more years, far more, almost two to one, that ended in not winning the Super Bowl than they did. That's part of it. If you didn't have a rainy day, you'd never appreciate when it's sunny outside. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So do you do you put any blame on Mahomes for this loss? No. Oh, God, no. No, they were. I mean, I, I'll be honest. It's a miracle. Now, I get some of it. You know, a lot of it was in the end, and they, they were hopelessly out of it. And he only threw for five and a half yards in attempt. The two interceptions were two balls that were just – I mean, he had no shot. Like, they, they were batted balls, whatever. He threw for 270 yards. They couldn't block anybody. Right. I, it was unbelievable. They, they dropped two touchdown passes. Literally, they hit them in the face masks. And, you know, we talked about this. And the, and the, ugh, I can't speak. At the end of the AFC title game, Hill and Kelsey had crazy games. Nobody else had 23 receiving yards. And I actually remember mentioning, like, they need to have somebody who can do something. And we hoped it would be Watkins. Well, Sammy Watkins, in what is probably his last game in Kansas City, one catch for 13 yards. 
Clyde Edwards-Alaire had two catches for 23 yards. He was a third leading receiver. Nobody got open. And, I, and I've been a guy who's been patient with him. McCall Hardman just got to play better, period. End of story. Like, And you saw why at times they don't trust him. The routes are weird. They're not totally run the way they should be all the time. Demarcus Robinson, that's been a problem with him forever. Another guy who might have played his last game to achieve one catch, 11 yards. They needed a healthy Watkins. They needed somebody else who could step up and get open. And I would I would surmise that is going to be a big, big thing for Fred Beach this offseason, is getting another guy. Because we saw how important Watkins was last year in Super Bowl. They don't win it without him. Right. Um, no, I, I, I thought Mahomes was fantastic. I, I know I know the stats show that he didn't play well. That's guard. Mahomes, I mean, he, he gave them shot after shot after shot after shot to win and at least stay in the game. No, I, I put it on a defense that didn't bother to show up, taking a million penalties. Um, I mean, to me, they, look, they, they hit Brady twice. <laughs> Come on. Like, you're not going to win that game. It, and, yeah. and I put it on the coaches, too. I mean, it was a total collective failure. Did you feel like the defense, I, I felt like early they were playing actually pretty well. I, they, you know, they got a couple of stops. The offense wasn't moving the ball. They had the goal line stand. They were getting some pressure. And then I felt like, and I don't know if this is the case, but maybe they st- once they fell behind, they started changing how aggressive they were because they were afraid of giving up a big play and falling deeper in a hole. Do you think that that's what happened? Because it didn't seem like, or maybe their spirit just got broken. I don't know what it was, but they looked yeah. better early to me than they did late. I think I think it's a combination. You know, they get the stop that I mentioned earlier at the goal line. It's a huge momentum shift. And I thought that was where the game shifted. So that they're down 7-3 to three to get the ball back, to get out of their own end zone. Kelsey drops what should have been a 20-yard pass for easy first down yardage in that zone. And I think I honestly think the whole game shifted right there. Not I'm not putting it all on Kelsey or anything, but that was a big moment. Townsend then booms a punt, and Pringle makes a great tackle penalty on Neiman. They got to re-kick it. Townsend basically kicks it for negative yardage on the next punt. Then they pick off Brady. It's called back on a dubious penalty. Then they get them to kick a field goal. The Chiefs are offsides. Two fucking guys are offside. Two of them. They were both offside. Then they give up the touchdown. That sequence, to me, set in motion the rest of that game. It just seemed like emotionally Kansas City never, ever came back from that. It felt like Tampa. It was, it was one bullet after the next being dodged. And that was ball game. Like, once it got the 14-3, then the Chiefs, okay, kick a field goal. Then Andy does his timeout bonanza, and it's 21-6 with two penalties. And, that, you know, that was – that was it. But even even though I thought the timeouts were awful, I really thought the defense especially was broken on that. So you get a huge stop. You were, you didn't get field like field position out of it. You take penalties. You shank punch. You drop passes. Then they get another pick. Like they, they make a huge play and it's wiped away. And and this is what I will put on it. That was an atrocious call. But was it the reason they lost? No, no. They still could have held no field goal. The Chiefs were offsides. And that was a perfectly fine call. They were both offside. So it is what it is, man. I just thought they, they emotionally got, got zapped and they never recovered. So the, the question, you know, the, the, the focus will be shifting here in a couple of days to once everybody gets done getting, you know, the play, blame placing and all that stuff out of their system, 
you know, Andy's timeouts, the refs, all of that stuff, all, all that contributed. What what contributed more was just that the Tampa Bay defense played lights out and the Tampa yep. Bay offense executed, took advantage of the opportunities they had and the Chiefs weren't able to. So this is a great team. The Kansas City Chiefs are a great football team. Right now, as they walked onto the field, you know, tonight, they just ran up against a team that was a bad matchup for them in, in, in this particular moment, and they played a little flat. Obviously, the offensive line issues are a problem. Now, they lost, <laughs> I mean, they lost Tardiff before the season even started. And then they lost Assembly, and then they lost Mitchell Schwartz, and then they lost Eric Fisher. And eventually, and this isn't an excuse, they still won a, a, a ton of games made to the Super Bowl, but eventually that stuff catches up to you. And if they played, if they had gone up against a different team in the Super Bowl with a different front, maybe things turn out differently, but they didn't. And we know what the recipe is to beat the Chiefs. We talked about it on this podcast a million times. It's to be able to get pressure on Mahomes with four. That's what the 49ers did. That's what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did tonight. And that's it. And that's a recipe to beat just about any football team that likes to throw the football. What do you do in the offseason if you're Brett Veach to taking a look at this offensive line? And you got a couple of nice pieces there, but Fisher's at the end of the line here with contracts and everything. It does sound like Mitchell Schwartz is in a good place. What what do you do? How, because this is the most important thing for this team is protect Mahomes. I think I think you have to rebuild the entire thing. And I and by the way, for the record, I would have said this if they won the game. Um, Wisniewski was a stopgap for them. He's good. You can't bring back Osemele as any more than a lotto ticket because you like you can't rely on him as a starter. The guy's coming off double patella tendon. I mean, come on, you can't. He's gone. Austin Reeder to me is a center. You can do better. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go crazy if they kept Austin Reader, but I'm not, I'm not advocating for it either. They'll get Laurent Duvernay Tardif back, and Lucas Niang, who is a third round pick, who oh, I can tell you internally they love. They had a second round grade on him. Um, he's going to be a starter for them, I think, next year. Because my my belief is Schwartz will retire, Fisher will be cut. There is no way. I mean, they could save thirteen million dollars. They're going to need the money, and the reality is he tore his Achilles in January. Late January, when is he going to be back realistically? November, December, like I, you know, maybe October if they're lucky. Like they, they need a tackle. So I think if you're the Chiefs, you're realistically looking at two new tackles. I think Yang is one of them. Duvernay Tardif, maybe they sign Reader on the cheap, keep a little continuity there. I could see that. You bring back Wiley, maybe, although I think you're trying to upgrade there, but he's still under contract. So maybe you say, look, we can't do it all in one offseason. Um, and then I, my first round pick would be a tackle. That, now the scary part of that is you're going in with two rookie tackles. Like that is not, but they don't have money. They have no, they have no money to spend. So I don't know what else they're going to do. I mean, now look, there is a chance Mitchell Schwartz does come back and then you have him, you know, and that's a huge upgrade as long as he's healthy. But I think there's a very good chance you're looking at four or more new starters on the offensive line. And that is, make no mistake about it, that is Veach's biggest responsibility. Yeah, you know, you'd like to see him fix the linebackers up a little bit. If they could have blocked in this game, they could have won the game. Like, they did not lose. The defense wasn't great, but the defense also had no chance. I mean, they were on the field the entire game. The Chiefs couldn't do anything. Their whole offseason has to be fixing this offensive line at all. all draft capital costs, any free agency money they have to get swing a trade, anything. That has to be the focus A, B, C, D, and A. 
Yeah. They're, they're going to be picking 31st. And it is one of those weird things where sometimes you're able to, you know, they may have their, their picket, maybe the, the best guard in the draft, you know, uh, the best guard coming out, maybe somebody they want to move to tackle, things like that. So there's going to be options, I think, for the Chiefs in the draft because of where they pick and the, the premium that people look, they're, they're okay with pass rushers, right? They, they could use a little bit more help there, but they're okay. They've got Jones, they got Frank Clark played great early in this game and, and throughout the playoffs and, uh, and they still got Matthew. Like they're, they're in good shape defensively. They, you know, they bring along uh Sneed and these young guys that they got um, and gay. So, I think you're right. It's offensive line. It's maybe some more veteran wide receiver help, and maybe they're able to get some guys off the bargain bin. I mean, that's another thing when you're when you're playing for a contender, you get guys like an Osemele who come along, who aren't make commanding a ton of money anymore, or just want to win a championship and get in there on a team friendly deal for one year, prove it deals, things like that. And if anybody can do it, it's Brett Veach. He's done an incredible job building this team, and without the injuries. Who knows how this all shakes out, right? If if you've got Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher and Osemele in there, and you're not playing and with COVID and 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 Tardif is in there, like who the hell knows, man? You know who the hell knows how things turn out. So, anything on defense you want to see them do in the draft? Um, I mean, you look, know, you only have so many picks. I'd like to see the first couple of picks be on the offensive line and 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 get another receiver. Um, you have to continue to build that offense around Mahomes because he's so great, you know. And we saw Bill Polian do it forever with the Colts, right? They had Marvin Harrison, and then they went out and they drafted Edron James and Reggie Wayne, and they always had new guys coming in. I do think, from a defensive standpoint, look—if you're going to invest, it should be in that front. It should be add more guys who can get to the to the passer. Because tonight, look, Frank Clark had a sack early on. He was invisible after that. Where the hell was he? You're paying him 105 million bucks. Frank Clark sucked in that game. Period. It one sack and nothing else in the rest of the game. Chris Jones is Chris Jones. He actually, I thought, played fairly well in the game. Um, but I'll say this about Chris Jones: he reminds me a lot of Travis Kelsey earlier in his career. When every game it felt like Travis Kelsey was good for a personal foul. Like cut the shit, man. Stop taking personal fouls. Stop hurting your team. That was another try. Third and seven. And he takes it, he roughs the guy. And I, I don't care that somebody else hit him first. I don't care. Like, I guarantee you, Tampa, in the week or two weeks leading up to that game, said, We can get him to do this. Be chippy with him, bait him. He's dumb enough to do it. And he was dumb enough to do it. And he's lucky he didn't get thrown out of the Bills game a couple weeks ago. And I don't care. You know, all these Chief fans come out of the woodwork. Well, you know, he got punched in. So who cares? Like, guys let it go all the time. And to be fair, Travis Kelsey was like that early in his career. And now he he never does that stuff. Chris Jones has got to get better. But man, as far as like personnel, look, they, they have I think very good players in the secondary. Even if they lose Breon, I think they're okay. You can always add a corner. Um, but I wouldn't go nuts. I think if anything, you gotta add more pass rush. You gotta add like, like Alex Oakford's gone out this year. Who the hell's on the other edge? That would be my focus upon Kansas City. Is get me some more because Tano Passy on that that that's not cutting it. Right? Like Alex Oakford's yeah. not cutting. And Mike Dan, I think, is a good young player, but I don't think he's like the pass rush extraordinaire that's going to fix everything. So that would be my focus. I would focus on the trenches for the Chiefs in the offseason. I really would. And then throw in a, a you know second or third round receiver. All right. 
So if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast for a ram and you're frustrated and you, you want to take time, you're just pissed off. Why should you keep listening to this podcast? Why should you keep reading Arrowhead Addict? And why should you listen to Stack in the Box throughout the off season when you're just mad about the Chiefs and kind of want to take a break? You know what? I would say, first of all, because please, we need to stay employed. Um, but yes, in all seriousness, true. listen, because you root for the AFC champions and a team that is one year removed from winning the Super Bowl and has an unbelievable future ahead. If you can't love the Chiefs right now, you might as well give it up. I don't, I don't want to speak for anybody and tell them how to root for a team. I'll tell you, you know what hurts worse than, than this game? Losing a Marcus Mariota at Arrowhead. Yeah. That hurts worse. Okay? You know what else hurts worse? Lynn Elliott. That hurts worse. Elvis Gerbach. Losing a game you don't even punt in or give up a touchdown in. All at Arrowhead Stadium. To me, I don't like getting my teeth kicked in in a Super Bowl. But I'll tell you right now, you give me the Super Bowl any day of the week and I'll take my chances on how that game plays out. So if you're a Chiefs fan, hey, take a couple days. Lick your wounds. I get it. Get away from it. I wouldn't go turn it on ESPN NFL Network tomorrow. I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to. Yeah. But in a couple days, screw it. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl for the third straight year next year. And we've got the team. We're good enough to do it. Yep. Like, don't let one game cloud your judgment. Two weeks ago, it was the same team that annihilated the Bills in the AFC title game. So it's okay. You know, I look at Denver a few years ago with Manning when they lost to Seattle. They got beat even worse, 43-8. to eight. And you know what? A couple years later, they were right back in the Super Bowl and they won it. Right, I, and, and, and they could have been in it three years in a row. They came close. So lick your wounds, take your time, but realize, look, you're not rooting for something that ended. This is a, yeah, it's a season ended. It's a continuous journey. They are now trying to three-peat in the AFC. They are trying to get back and get to the Super Bowl. And guess what? If somebody said, gun to your head, put your life on it, who do you want? Them. Them. Yeah. I know what just happened. Them. That's who I want. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we're going to be here. We're going to keep creating content for you. We're going to actually pump out even more content. We've got some surprises along the way. And I think it's a really, it's it's a fun opportunity to learn. You know, I think I, I really enjoy doing this podcast. I've really enjoyed it during the season. And during the off season, you know, when I when I stepped away from Arrowhead Attic to do other things at Vansided, I stopped paying attention as closely to just the day-to-day of the NFL because I wasn't covering the team anymore. And I'd missed, like, I'd be watching the draft and I just didn't know, like, I didn't know enough about who was coming out or who I wanted because I wasn't following the day-to-day. And I'm really excited to go into this offseason and follow the draft, follow the Chiefs' needs, follow their personnel moves really closely. And I think it's really enriching to the fan experience. And we're going to be here providing this content for you. And let me tell you something. There is nobody out there and the, and the, and and the, the, a lot of people out there work really hard, but Matt Verderam works so damn hard day in and day out covering the whole NFL, not just the Chiefs. You know he loves the Chiefs, but he works so hard covering the league all year round throughout the offseason. The man doesn't take a, like a real vacation until most NFL people take their vacations like right before the season starts. And so along with continuing to read Arrowhead Ad, where Matt Connor does a great job and the team there does a great job bringing you content all throughout the offseason and, and, and the site has done it for over 10 years. Yep. You know, Matt's going to be 
you you want to know what the other teams are doing you want to know what the other teams are doing in the AFC West to load up to try to compete with the Chiefs and and to compete with the Bucks in the NFC listen to stacking the box because they're hitting the whole league all the time you're going to get you're going to get extra Chiefs content there that you don't get here and you're going to get that league perspective and then you're going to get it on the Arrowhead Attic podcast and on the website we're going to be letting you know what's going on injuries updates news our opinions and we're going to have some fun too i think that's the other thing too is we like to have fun on this podcast and we like to joke around, talk about other things, talk about movies, talk about food. And and we'll be doing that in, in, the, in the off season. And we've gotten to know a lot of you this season. And it's I know I can't speak for Matt, but I know it's meant a lot to me to read your really kind reviews, to hear from you on Twitter throughout the course of the season. It's it's really been enriching to me as a person, not just like as somebody, this is my job, but just as a human being, like it's it's tough right now. I know it is for a lot of people like with COVID going on. I haven't seen my parents since last Christmas and uh, it's hard. You know, um, my sister's got COVID right now. She just got diagnosed a couple of days ago. I'm scared for her. She's she's, uh, you know, in remission from cancer. So, you know, I just want to say thank you for listening to this podcast and supporting us all season. Um, it means a lot to me and your continued support throughout the off season will continue to mean a lot to me. And, and I hope that our little podcast here brings some entertainment and some solace to you in this tough time uh, as, as we move forward here, because we're, we're not going to give up on y'all. So thank you for your support. Well said. Uh, and thank you. That's you know, kind. Um, yeah. Listen, Football is a 24-7, 365 sport. It's fun. And, yeah, if you want to listen to the rest of the league and, and hear Chiefs as well, but the whole league, yeah, stack in the box. I'm doing that right after we get off this podcast. So um, it'll be up. It'll be live. But, hey, look, take heart in the fact, Kansas City, you're good enough to get to this game two years in a row and win one of them and win one of them. You know how many teams are trade places with the Chiefs right now? Right. I get it. Yeah. It hurts. And it sucks. Believe me. I get it. Okay? I, I get it 100%. But this is part of the deal. You don't get to win every game. You know, you mentioned Jordan earlier, and I'll leave it at this. But, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, he was 6 and all in the finals. Guess what? There were three years in a row before he got to the finals, where they played the Pistons, and they lost brutally every time. And there were years before that, four years before that, where he never even sniffed the finals. It was hard. It was really, really hard. Like, Montana lost NFC title game, AFC title game. He got knocked out and knocked around by the Giants multiple. Like, it, look, yeah, they, he didn't lose in the Super Bowl. He didn't get to it. Kansas has gotten to it. Mahomes has gotten half the Super Bowls Montana has. He's 25 years old. So I, I get it. It blows. You know what else I get? They're going to come back next year, and if they're healthy, they're probably going to win 13-plus games again. And they're probably going to be right back here, fighting it out, trying to get to the Super Bowl. Take some heart. It sucks, but that's part of the deal. When you risk it all as a fan, you put your heart out there, it happens. It really does. It's a tough one. They'll be back. They will be back. And we will be back later this week with more Arrowhead Addict podcasts where you will take a look back at the season we'll start looking at the draft um yeah we'll, we'll do all that stuff it's going to be a fun ride so stick with us thank you again so much for your support if you like this podcast head on over to apple Podcasts, 
leave us a review, a written review on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot to us. It helps other people find the show so we can get more resources, keep doing this podcast for you. Make sure you listen to Stacking the Box over at fansided.com. It's an Apple podcast as well. And please, if you haven't reviewed Stacking the Box yet, I know a lot of you have. We see the, we see the reviews from you Chiefs fans. Please, review Stacking the Box. Uh, Matt's been doing that podcast. He and Mark Carmen, Matt's been working on it for a number of years now. Let's, let's fire up the reviews over there as well. And uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at rpatrickallen. My mentions are filled with salty Bills and Packers fans from my trolling of previous weeks. It's okay. Um, he's at, at Matt Verner. And make sure you follow Matt Connor, the lead expert at Arrowhead Attic. He's at, at Matt Connor AA. And of course, follow at Arrowhead Attic. Thank you again for listening. We will see you later this week. And as always, go Chiefs. who know safety isn't a catchphrase it's a culture and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe for the safety minded who watch everyone's backs Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.